information presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers, is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue. understanding legal terms and conditions sound written on another planet our rights we take for granted often signing away our chances because we don't really know the circumstances i swear i can't stand it then we're so demanding quick to throw up a picket sign in the streets to exercise our freedom of speech when the situation could have been avoided from the start if we the people conquered basic knowledge of the law so this is for the people Law in plain language, breaking it down for us in layman terms. Deb expressing her compassion and will for us to learn, not for a check, but to address how to win in these streets. This show is for you. This show is for me. It's for the people. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Deb Rainey. Your compassionate lawyer, welcome to another episode of For the People, Law in Plain Language. With me, as usual, is my For the People fam, Black, Black, oops, a.k.a. the Broke Poet, my bad. <laughs> What's up, fam? What's going on, man? Simply the PhD candidate producer. Hi, producer. The less I can test, the more it will go away. <laughs> <laughs> and returning to the studio, one of our favorite guests, our special guest, Pennsylvania State Representative Rosita Youngblood. How are you, madam? How are you doing tonight? How are you? She's been busting her butt, y'all, trying to get the information out to everyone as it relates to the Pennsylvania voter ID law. And that's what we're going to be concentrating on on tonight's show. I did some research and I pulled up the voter ID law timeline. And also during the course of the show, I'm going to be throwing out some of those I don't know how many of you are aware of it, but back in the Jim Crow era when they were, even though the law had been passed, that you couldn't prevent someone to vote based on the color of their skin, the Southerners tried to do the whole Jim Crow literacy test and the poll taxes and all that stuff. So first things first, for those of you that don't know, although the Pennsylvania voter ID law was not stricken down, it was not um, declared unconstitutional. You do not need, nor will you be required to produce ID on November 6th at the election place. Is that right, um, Representative Youngblood? If you're Young a first-time voter. If you're a first-time voter, say it again. If you're a first-time voter, you'll have, if you're a first-time voter, you'll have to show ID. Wow. But you can use your voter registration mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. And when she's saying ID, y'all, don't forget, this is not the ID that was the subject of the law. And that is the ID that had the expiration date issued by a state or federal government with a expiration date on it. If you're a first-time voter voting for the first time in Pennsylvania, you get that little paper registration card. Make sure you have that with you. For the rest of us who are seasoned voters, if you go to a polling place and they ask you for ID, ignore them and vote. But make sure 
you call either Representative Youngblood, your own representative, your state senator, call somebody and let them know because they're not allowed for the November 6th election to ask you for picture ID. And our phone number here in the studio, if you have any questions at all about the voting process, it's been a lot of confusing things out there that's still coming today, yesterday. Our studio number is 215-609-4301. You can call and ask your questions. You can text us at 215-435-4099. Hit us up on email, for the people, law and strike that, for the people at com. Go to the Facebook page, for the people, law and plain language. Follow us on Twitter, for the people, or follow me, Deborah Rainey Law. Really, really quickly, uh, Representative Youngblood is in the studio with us to talk about this voter ID thing. When the Pennsylvania state judge came down and said, I think that the, ju- the law is okay, there's no problem, it's not a viol- violation of the Constitution, the case went up to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And they pretty much, in my opinion, gave a rubber stamp to the state judge. But what they said was, we're going to send it back down to the state judge to have him have a hearing to see if the state can really effectively get people the necessary ID that they need so that their right to vote is not infringed upon and they're not further disenfranchised. Did I summarize that pretty good? Yeah, you did an excellent job. And the idea behind this, in my opinion, is not unlike those Jim Crow laws that existed Mm -hmm. way back in the 1700s all the way through till even now. Mm -hmm. Because let's be real, there are a whole bunch of states. Of the 50 states, there are several states who... If you're a felon, for example, and you're convicted of a felon, your right to vote is gone, period. And mm-hmm. a majority of the southern states, you get convicted of a felony, they call it losing your civil rights, your right to engage in the civil process. A lot of those states, though, have a pardon or a clemency process by which you can apply to be excused for your crimes and forgiven. Y'all kneel, heal, all that nonsense. You file the petition if they agree and they approve it, then your right to vote and all your other civil rights are restored. In Pennsylvania, the only restriction on your vote when it comes to criminality is if you're in a prison, state prison, county prison, you are not allowed to vote. Even if you're on parole and you're out in the street, even if you're on probation, whether or not you have a felony, you can vote so long as you're not in a penal institution. There's several other states that have that same rule as Pennsylvania. It's very important that you put in the browser for your state. Are you allowed to vote? What are restrictions on your your right to vote, if any? Let's talk. Let's jump right into this voter ID law, and we'll do a little wrap-up of of last week's show after our first break. You know, and I just have to say something. I got my electric bill two days ago. (laughs) She was ranting and raving at Pico Bull. She wanted me, Deborah, we're suing them. Dated October 12th, because Deb's like, oh, maybe they had that prepared ahead of time. I think they need to retract this. It says here, your vote counts. You need, in Pennsylvania, you need a Pennsylvania driver's license, a state-issued identification card, U.S. passport, military ID. Well, not only PICO, the the Department of State is still putting out information. They're still showing airing TV ads. Um, They had billboards on buses. They're going through the Hispanic community. And it's very confusing to the voters. For sure. Because they don't know. And the ACLU and some other groups, they have asked Judge Simpson to do an injunction to stop them from advertising that you need ID. And if they are, I think they what, need to retract this. I think Pico needs to spend some money and call every house and somebody knocking on some doors and mail something. She to, angry. To, Look at to, it. The <laughs> you go, girl. Jail. I think the problem we're going to run into, y'all, remember, 
The ruling was that the law is not unconstitutional. The ruling was, can it be put into effect without infringing on folks' right to vote for the November 6th election? And, and listeners out there, keep in mind, after this November 6th election, subsequent elections, you're going to have to have that valid government-issued ID card with an expiration date. So I think that I'm not so sure that the state judge is going to grant that injunction, particularly given the the limited... Um, Oh my God! I just had a brain fart in and in an elder moment. My bad. It just went right out my head. Well, I think what I was saying is, based on the state court judge's ruling, he's he may not grant the injunction because it was, as far as he's concerned, it should have been clear in his ruling that for the November sixth election, they cannot turn you away from voting for not having an ID. And ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear, let's be real. It doesn't stop them from asking you for ID, mm-hmm. but they cannot and may not and are, are not allowed to turn you away from the poll because you don't have your ID. Mm-hmm. If you're a person who already has ID, keep it with you. And if someone asks you for ID, you say to them, yo, I know my rights. I don't have to show my ID for this election. I want my ballot. Let me vote. If anyone out there is is turned away from voting because you don't have your identification card, reach out, call somebody, call 911. But this is going to be funny if you call the police and tell them that. (laughs) But you need to make sure that you report it because it's a blatant violation of this judge's ruling. And this election, y'all, is really, really, really close. Every single vote counts. I did some research earlier like I usually do when we do these shows. And I found a sample of some Alabama literacy tests. Mm. And on the website that I found it on, it's uh, www.c as in Charlie, R as in Romeo, M as in Mike, V as in Victor, E as in Echo, T as in Tango.org. It gives you some samples of the actual Jim Crow literacy test. The funniest thing was after this test, there was a blog with folks responding. Mm. Several Ph.D. holders, master's degree holders, constitutional scholars even said they wouldn't be able to provide the answers to these questions. Some of the tests that they did down in the South during the Jim Crow era is they would give a black applicant Mm -hmm. a section of the Constitution that was 15 goddamn lines long. And if and they would require the applicant to read it out openly to them. And if they didn't like the way you pronounced a certain word, they could say that you failed. But they, they were not that dumb, and they gave the white man a, a similar test, but his line was two or three longs like the preamble, we the people. He had to read that. Mm-hmm. Who going to mess that up? Mm-hmm. But section 206, the one we're looking at, is like a, a really like a mile-long paragraph, and black folk had to read that. And if the tester, the examiner, wasn't happy with your pronunciation, you would fail. Or he would dictate to you, a section of the Constitution, you had to write it out exactly as he said it, and if you didn't, you failed. Mm-hmm. And if they did that to the white voter who came up to register, he would dictate to him four or five lines. He'd write it down, and there was never any issues. And before that, they had the poll tax. You, If you came to register, you had to pay a certain amount of money. If you couldn't pay, you couldn't vote. Wow, I mean, let's true. be real. We've had the right to vote as black folks since the passage of the 15th Amendment. And actually, we got the right to vote long before women got the right to vote because women's right to vote wasn't even dealt with until the 1920s when the 19th Amendment was passed. The reason we're having this show, we're less than, what, two weeks away from the election. election. 
And it's important that folks out there know, as of the November 6th election in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, you are not required to show state-issued ID or otherwise. That does not mean, however, that the folks at the polling place are not going to ask you for identification. And I would, be, I would venture a guess that you're probably going to face that show-us-identification areas out further you get from the city of Philadelphia. You go to Delaware County, Chester County, Montgomery County, they're more than likely going to see your brown, yellow skin coming and say, you got an ID. Your response to them should be, I know my rights. I don't have to show ID for this election. Let me vote. Well, the other question is, I'm not sure it's just out there. I think that in some underserved neighborhoods, some inner city neighborhoods where poverty is high and maybe education's low, and I don't know how else to say that, sorry, um, that they're going to try the same thing. I don't think so because most of those areas are Democratic anyway, and they're the ones that are this push, doing this big push to get the information out about the voting ID. Now, that's not to say some of the voting places that may be down in South Philly, for example, are areas where there's some racial unrest, and we'll just leave it at that, that that may or may not be an issue. I don't know. But some of the studies that we've seen since this voter ID law came out in Pennsylvania and some of the other states is that the majority, the overwhelming majority of folks that, that this impacts are minorities, yes. Latinos, a, um, Asian-Americans, African-Americans, and those that live in um, economically repressed areas. Mm-hmm. So we're the ones that it impacts the most. We're the ones that need to stand up and pay attention. And listen, y'all, listen. You need to pass it on to everybody that you know. Come November 6th, you do not. You do not need ID to vote. You don't need a driver's license. You don't need a picture ID. You don't need a college ID. You don't need nothing. You just go there with your vote and you vote. And if they tell you can't vote, just punch them in the mouth. It's like, no, no I'm just you playing. Can't do that. I digress. <laughs> no, she didn't digress. She's up there. Voters uh, that registered, they're going to have to show their registration card so when they go in, because they're new on, on the books. And one of the things the Judge Simpson, Robert Simpson, he's looking for guidance from the Supreme Court. Which is not coming. And because he has to have two hearings in December on Howland's side because he said he doesn't really know how to interpretate this law. Well, how do you make a ruling on something that you weren't sure about and how it's going to effectuate the citizens of this great commonwealth? So um, the Supreme Court from basically, I don't think they want to have anything to do with it. And that was true. Remember that right after you came on, we did another show, and I read a small portion of the dissenter from the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. For those of y'all that don't know, the judges listen to the cases, whether it's a Mm -hmm. Superior Court or Supreme Court here in Pennsylvania. You may have one or two judges who do not agree with the opinion of the majority, and that person is called a dissenter. And the dissenter in the voter ID and I forgot just her last name, Webb, I think. Anyway, essentially she said, shame on my brethren, Supreme Court justices. We had the opportunity to stand up and protect our Commonwealth citizens, and we, we shirked our duty. Shame on us. We should be ashamed of ourselves. And I thought that that one little statement that she made was pretty indicative and demonstrative of our Supreme Court in general when it comes to any decisions that they make. Well, I think somewhat is, is changing because... Um Seamus McCafferty mm. is from Philadelphia as well as Castile, and they do have an understanding of the ward and division and the structure and the impact it, it'll be because um, Castile is trying to stay on the Supreme Court, even though he will be reaching mandatory within a short window. 
um, Renee was screaming and giving me the evil eye because I was breathing heavy into the microphone. I was breathing heavy into the microphone to dememonstrate my disdain for Justice <laughs> McCaffrey well, you and happened. my disdain for Justice Castile for their for their like, for their uh, less than judicial behavior on the bench and off mm-hmm. the bench. Seamus McCaffrey, for those of y'all in, from Pennsylvania, was a I think he was a municipal court judge in Philadelphia he County. Officer. He and he was nothing more than a police officer in a goddamn rope, mm-hmm. and he's nothing more now than a police officer and on the Supreme Court, writer. and he has no. Love loss for minorities and our struggles every single day. I don't know Justice. I mean Justice McCaffrey from the same vantage point mm-hmm. um, that you would know him as a mm-hmm. state rep, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But I know from the bench the things that I've seen and heard that he's done makes me a little mm-hmm. leery of thinking he's going to take our side in anything. Mm-hmm. And no doubt about it, he probably wrote the majority opinion with respect to the voter ID law, finding that it wasn't mm-hmm. a problem. And they call themselves trying to pattern their decision after the United States Supreme Court decision in 2008 Mm -hmm. when Indiana had a similar challenge. Mm -hmm. And what the Supreme Court said was, you know what, there might possibly perhaps down the road be someone whose rights are stepped on or who's disenfranchised by this law, but you can't bring cases to us, the U.S. Supreme Court, where there is no active disenfranchisement, disenfranchisee, right here in front of us for us to see. In other words, they're saying that the issue was not ripe at the time that the case was brought because they couldn't demonstrate who had been disenfranchised by the law. But in Pennsylvania, it was different. There was testimony from older people who've mm-hmm. not had IDs for years who would directly be impacted by this voter ID law, and they still refuse to do anything about it. So it just makes me want to well, puke. one of the things is it was the Secretary of State because I don't think she had an understanding of what was really going on. She didn't care. Well, she didn't care because she was there, and she's been put there by the Corbett administration. And I had said to one of the people that she sent out to some of the voter ID, you're misinforming people. The Secretary of State cannot dictate what happens once a law has been passed right. and enacted. She cannot tell PennDOT, which is the Department of Transportation, that's a separate agency. She cannot tell Vital Statistics because they're all separate agencies. And what happened is the agencies were feuding with each other because each agency was trying to tell the other agency what to do in their separate entities. And they were and they were endeavoring to do this knowing how much of a burden it would be on their individual agencies to get prepared and pass this law. Look, Vital Statistics has been backed up for years, notwithstanding people needing ID. Just to get a basic birth certificate takes 9,000 years. Just to get a replacement birth certificate takes a, a, a hell of a long time. You apply through PennDOT for your driving history. You pay that money up front, even if you pay to expedite, that's going to take forever. So the infighting was something that the f- folks, the Republicans, no doubt, pushing this voter ID law didn't mm-hmm. think about, and they didn't care. And they didn't think about the number of people, too, that weren't born in Pennsylvania. It's even more difficult to get your um, birth certificate if you were not born in Pennsylvania, especially as um, Deborah said, if you're from some of them southern states, you may never get you Hell, you walk in, you from them southern states, you walk into the grocery store, y'all might do some bartering. Mm-hmm. You may not even have to pay no money. You know what I'm saying? And I and I disagree with you in that I think they were well aware of the folks not being from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but the overwhelming majority of them are minorities. Right. So they didn't care. Well, the whole idea was this, okay, that black man beat us in 08. He's not going to beat us this mm-hmm. year. And how do we attack that? 
I know Pennsylvania is a potential swing state. Mm-hmm. Let's pass this oh, voter yeah, ID nonsense and guarantee you the overwhelming number of African-Americans that voted in 2008. We're going to make sure that don't happen in Pennsylvania right. this Mike year. Tours, I said it. Wow. The majority leader came out and said that he accomplished his agenda with Pennsylvania with voter ID. And so that Mitt Romney could be the next president. I mean, he came out and said it. So I'm going mean, to tell you all right now, if, if Barack Obama does not get reelected, Black folk, we need to pack up our trunks and our and our and our suitcases, and we need to take the long train ride back to Africa. Because if Mitt Romney had his way, that's where the hell we would be anyway. I agree. Especially that forty-seven percent that he was whispering about during his cell phone conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you're enjoying our discussion thus thus far on the updates to the voter ID law in Pennsylvania. We are going to take a short little break, and we'll be right back. Don't go no far.
Welcome back to For the People, Law and Playing Language. This is Deb Rainey, your host. <coughs> We're here with our special guest, the Honorable Rosita C. <coughs> Youngblood. Excuse me, I got a frog messing around, dancing around in my throat. <coughs> We're talking about the... Thank you so much. The update to the voter ID law <laughs> and trying to make sure folk out there who are planning on voting on November 6th here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania are fully aware and prepared to know that when they step to their voting place that they are not required to show ID. Even though the state judge's ruling here is that the state can't force you to show ID, it can be interpreted to mean that they can still ask you for ID. And according to Representative Youngblood, if you're a first-time voter, that is, you're voting for the first time in this November 6th election, make sure that you take with you your voter card that you got that's coming in the mail when you register to vote. And if you don't get that voter card and you don't have it now, and today's October 23rd, you need to get on the phone, go down to the office where you register, and find out, make some noise to get your voter ID card. All right, for my people in the studio, we're going to do some grim Jim Crow testing. I'm going to call out a question, I'm going to call your name, answer the question, or I'm going to smack you in the head. Oh, man. <laughs> this is for black. What's up? What words are required by law to be on all coins and paper currency of the United States? And God we trust. What say you, studio? Yay or nay? They have no idea. Look at me like, no, what the hell are you talking about? Very trust. good. Very, very good. <laughs> so y'all two are supposed to say yay or nay. Oh, so yay, yay or nay. Or nay. Yeah, okay, y'all. All right, y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Renee. The first set, true or false, the first sentence of the, of the United States Constitution is called the preamble. The first sentence of the first sentence of the U.S. Constitution is called the preamble. Is that right? Yes or no? No. Oh. What, what say you... Studio. No, because no, no, because huh. preamble is something that was written in a block. It's the first part p- okay. paragraph yeah. of the Constitution. So whoever so wrote that's that one is, is dumb as hell. <laughs> this question is like, for well, that's not the first. This question is for Representative Youngblood. This is the first question on the literacy test, and I'm reading it as it's written, so I'm not the idiot here. <laughs> what body can try to impeachments? Of the president of the United States. First of all, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I'm reading it as it's written. What body can try to impeachments of the president of the United States? I think they meant what what body can try to impeach or try for impeachment purposes the president of the United States. What's the answer? Senate. What say you, studio? Yay or nay? They're like, I don't know, yay, man. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> I'm with it, yay. I'm rolling with Renee. Of the 13 original states, the one with the largest representation in the first Congress was... Virginia. What say you, studio? Yay or nay? Because I have no idea. <laughs> I took a stab at it. <laughs> Can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen, going to the polling what year place... was this? This was in 18... What is this, one? this one is from... Oh, 1910. Wow. These were questions posed to black folk in the South before they could vote. This is not, and this is not after you registered. These were the tests they had to pass just to register to vote. You feel me? Yes. How many people now in 2012 could answer these questions? Studio, folks listening, answer this question. Of the 13 original states, the one with the largest representation in the first Congress was... Give us a call in the studio if you know the answer. Two one five six zero nine 
215-435-4301. Text us, 215-435-4099. All right, Representative Youngblood, this one is for you. Who is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces of the United States? Who and when? Period. Who is considered the commander-in-chief of the United States Armed Forces? It would be the president. Er, what, what say you, studio? Yay, yay. yay or nay? Yay. yay. Renee. I said yay. This question's for you, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> True or false? The president is forbidden to exercise his authority of pardon in cases of impeachment. True or false? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? True or false? The president is forbidden to exercise his authority of pardon in cases of impeachment. If he's impeached? If someone's being impeached at a public office. He cannot exercise his authority to pardon them. Is that true or is that false? True. That's That's true. False? It is. It's actually true. Who who was it? There was one that I think George Bush. There was a... So he sidestepped... But he he impeached him after... He, he 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 pardoned him after he was impeached. Okay. He didn't attempt to do it during the prior. It's a little known fact, but okay. the I know I know the mm-hmm. what you're talking about. But the impeach the pardon came after he okay. was already impeached. He pardoned him. And for what his was crimes. the literacy rate in 1910 among black people? Mm-hmm. About three percent. Probably. Probably not even that high. Right. Um. All right. Black. I'm a Nellie. I'm yes or you. no? Are you finished with that gum, man? Can the president of the United <laughs> States be <laughs> removed from office, office for conviction? Of bribery. This uh, is a really... It's a messed up question the way it's written. Can the President of the United States be removed from office for conviction of pri- of bribery? First of all, he can't be removed from office. He can be tried or impeached. See, you so, trying to give me the trick question. No, That's what happened. These are the way they were written, and these are the way that they were asked to... to minorities back in the day that they had to answer these questions in order to register to vote. Well, that just made me Not feel just to dumb. vote, register to vote. <laughs> okay, here we go. Name the man who was nationally known for heading the Federal Bureau of Investigation who dressed and dragged and sucked dick behind Herman closed doors Hoover. for many years. <laughs> but they, they left that, that in there? They left that part oh, out. Jay oh, <laughs> Edgar, Edgar I like Dick Hoover. <laughs> but no, the question is actually written... Name he the man who crazy. name the man who was nationally known for heading the Federal Bureau of Investigation for Jay many years. Hoover. They That's left cool. the part out about him like an address and drag and suck dick that kind of part. They I, left that out. Okay. I was like, what? Okay. So nah, that movie was crazy. No, I didn't see that movie, but I knew that movie he was, was outright. And you could Correct. tell he was the one who was responsible for that FBI watch list, mm-hmm. and he put all the black organizations, all the civil rights organizations, Mega Evers, the Black Panthers. Dr. King, Martin, all of them on his watch list, and he would send agents in to infiltrate and divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that whole conspiracy thing says he was a part of Dr. King being assassinated. Mm-hmm. He wow. was a part of Martin's assassination. Mm-hmm. Every assassination up until before he died, they claim he had a hand in. Do I, I believe that? It. To a certain extent, because he was an evil, twisted man. He was. And he was in. was a black sympathizer, any white person. Was, was coined a communist. Yes. And they made it to the communist red list. He was a sick, twisted son of a bitch. My concern, y'all, with these voter ID laws that are cropping up all over the country is it's not unlike, and it feels like that Jim Crow thing all over Mm -hmm. again. And let's be real. The Republicans have smart folk in in their flock, not very many of them, but there's some in there. 
and they're smart enough to go through go through their history books, go through all the old case law and find out all these challenges to these voter ID laws and laws that impact or try to change the voting rights of folks and figure out what these courts are ruling and find a way around that. And so we have to educate ourselves just as much so that we can be ready for these challenges and communicate to one another how to get around it. So those of you out there listening, it's really, really important, and I want you to make me a promise. You're going to talk to two or three people tomorrow or somebody every single day and let them know in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for the November 6th election, you do not and are not required to show identification unless you are a first-time voter, and the first-time voter, all you need show is your voter card that you get from the voter registration office. All of you, I'm holding you up to that, and I'm asking you to make that pledge and do that representation. We're going to keep scoring this you literacy know, I, test. I, I, do have the, a, I do have a question, though. So I am John B. Voter. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing you say that. I'm hearing Representative Youngblood say that. But I just got finished. I, I got this paper in the mail, and it says I need it. And if it's written, it's so. So if, it's, if you get paper in the mail from... Pico, Pico Department of State, any other and entity Pico is the government. in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, they're warning you they're partially right. And they're partially right because after the November 6th election, you will need valid government-issued ID. So, ladies and gentlemen, ignore what you get in the mail, what you see on the bus, what you see on TV for purposes of the November 6th election. If you're not sure, give us a shout. What's the number here, Block? Two one five six zero nine four three zero one. You can hit us on the text at two one five four three five four zero nine nine. Okay, so I'm also John B. Voter again. I got another question. Your name is Joanna B. Nosy. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't listening live. I'm listening to this tomorrow on the podcast. Who can I call today? Well, the day right that you're listening, you call my office, 215-972-8700, Law Officer Deborah D. Rainey. And Email us, for the people mm-hmm. at com. Call the Germantown studio anyway, and they'll get the message to us, people, at for the people. Representative Youngblood, how can they reach out to you? What's what's the number to your office? 215 215-849-6426. 215-849-6426. But we are working, and when we go back in January, there are a block of us that are working to have it repealed. But, see, it depends on the number of Democrats that we would get in the House, if the Senate, which I doubt, will turn over. And if you can get public outcry and get folks up in arms, I mean, because I've had Republicans tell me they don't agree with this, but they had to do it. The, and, and you know what, though? The ones that say they don't agree and they had to do it, I, I say to them, you ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die or stay mm-hmm. white and die. Mm-hmm. You did sure. what you did for whatever reason you thought was right, so let's own up to it. Own your shit. Mm-hmm. Don't be making up all kind of excuses. This is the, 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 the direction that the Pennsylvania, the learned nine up in Harrisburg, the wise old justices in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, I'm going to be respectful. Thus, we will return the matter to the Commonwealth Court to make a present assessment of the actual availability of the alternative identification cards on a record developed in light of the experience since the time cards became available. The court is to consider whether the procedures being used for deployment of the ID cards comports with the requirement of liberal access which the General Assembly attached to the issuance of PennDOT identification cards. 
Hither, blither, leather, blau, blue, blue. We are shirking our responsibilities as the highest court in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We're going to be a bunch of cowards and pussies and send this back down to the state court and say, look, we don't see any problems with the voter ID law. Number one, none of us are black. None of us are poor. We have no idea what it's like not to have identification card. So state court, Jazz, we're going to put the onus on you. We're going to be a bunch of cowards. That's what I read into their order that they sent back down to Judge Simpson. And I printed off his decision and what he thought gave him pause or what he thought there was no problem with because remember this voter id law was first attacked in pennsylvania state court Mm -hmm. and this is the judge who made the initial determination that look guys i hear what you say and i don't see a problem it's constitutional next and now that he has to decide whether or not the state has the ability to implement what they said they can implement his decisions ripe with uh oh my bad uh how do i backtrack and uh Mm -hmm. judge simpson there's some Republicans out there that called you a liberal, blah, 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 blah. I call you, with all due respect to you, Judge, a coward as well. Mm-hmm. The same issues that existed that you're dealing with now since the Supreme Court sent this back to you existed when you first saw it. So had you paid attention then, we wouldn't be in this mess. If you'd have just struck it down right then and there, that would have given us time, give the Republicans time to think about it, stop being a bunch of whinies, rewrite it if necessary, and we would have breezed through the November 6th election. Mm-hmm. So same on all of y'all cowards, same on all of you for putting us in this position. And Republican Party, if this is the only way that you can get that racist man in the the White House, you ain't there yet. Y'all got a lot more fighting to do because guess what? We're not sitting down like we used to. We are not sitting down like we we used to. And Mitt Romney, I'm one of the 47 percent, my brother. Hear me now. Hear me now. I can't cuss. I can't cuss because Mama Black's listening to me. But sure. if I had... It's a little too late for the not cursing part. I only said shit and bull. I didn't say nothing else. Okay. What did I say? She'll text oh. me and let me know. <laughs> See, if I did, Mama Black would have texted her. Ladies and gentlemen, um, if you have questions out there for Representative Youngblood, you have questions for us. If you're concerned about and not sure what this ruling is and how it relates to the voter ID law, give us a call. 215-609-4301. Oh, my God. Texas at Black Take It Girl. 215-435-4099. All right. So right now the score is Representative Youngblood has six. The rest of us have nothing. All right. This question. I swore I was winning. Say it again. The Supreme Court is short. Remember, um, what's her name? Ori Melvin. Well, she didn't. She she didn't go nowhere. She just refrained from voting. Didn't she? She wasn't there. She refrained from voting on this issue. She wasn't there. Wow. Okay. She, I misunderstood. She has to go to court. I misunderstood. She right. She wasn't there, right. so they're short. And, and by the by, I have the caption for the case. Here's some of the, um, by caption, I mean, y'all, caption that contains all the names of the parties involved in the suit. There's usually the plaintiff or petitioners and the defendant or respondents. In this case, we know that the citizens of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, along with the ACLU, and other organizations were the petitioners. So individuals named in this lawsuit challenging the legitimacy of the PA voter ID law, Vivette Applewhite-Willola, Lee Shinholster, Gloria Freeland, some of the organizations involved with the defense, with challenging, excuse me, this voter ID law, the League of Women Voters. I know the ACLU was one of the bigger, and I think they were main attorney, right? Right. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, Pennsylvania State Conference, the Homelessness Advocacy Project, just to name a few. And it's really interesting to see the diversity of the organizations who 
Let's be real. Mm-hmm. In any other getting, given day, wouldn't be working together. It's the true. League of Women Voters and the NAACP would never work together. They mm-hmm. worked together back in the 1800s, late early 1900s, to get the vote for all of us. And then when they started trying to figure out what was more important, black, whites, women's rights, they splintered mm-hmm. and haven't gotten together on any real discernible accord, I think, until like the 1960s once again when the, when the Civil Rights Act mm-hmm. movement and everything happened. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see some of these organizations that were coming together for purposes of challenging this um, voter ID law. And I'm going to keep saying throughout the process of this sale, ladies and gentlemen, on November 6th, if you are not a first-time voter and you voted before, you do not need identification to vote. If you are a first-time voter, the picture ID requirement is not in yet. They are not allowed to ask you for picture ID, no ID with an expiration date. All you have to show is your voter registration card. And if you don't know what your voter registration card looks like, I'm going to... um, make a copy of mine and put it on the um, podcast page. But the newer ones are blue with the background of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania sort of raised in the background. This is the newest one. (laughs) And it starts with the county of it comes in both Spanish and English. It's really cool. And um, well, you're special. You're a state rep, so yours looks better than mine. How come yours is pink? You didn't get the new one? They didn't send you the new one? They're supposed to? It has a bluish, grayish background it has Philadelphia County. It says Certificate of Voter Registration. It'll have your voter ID, your date of birth, your party affili- affiliation, excuse me, your municipality, your ward, your precinct, and your polling place, and your full name, address, the whole nine. That's all you're going to need for you first-time voters when you actually step up to the poll and vote. Let's talk to the baby in the studio right now. Baby girl, right. do you have your voter ID, call your voter registration card? I don't have it like on my person, but I got one. And prior to this, you are intending to vote November sixth, correct? Yes, I'm going to. Holy mackerel, um, oh, Representative! It really is oh pink. my God, it's pink. Obama. I thought this it was, was issued pink like 1970. It's yeah. hot pink. Wow, they haven't sent you a new one. No. Wow, I get a new one every time a new one comes out. No. What kind of mess is that? When I moved to Mars Street, uh, that's, when they, that's why this was issued. And ladies and gentlemen, it's really important when you move, you need to change your driver's license mm-hmm. address, and you need to make sure that the voting folks have your new address. Hers is pink, and it says the last date revised effective 869. That's old. That's, that's ancient. Well, that this thing wow. Baby, the water on the table is older than you. All right, listen. Hold <laughs> up. <laughs> so let's talk about these absentee ballots what folks need to do to do that. Uh, my what, daughter is still a resident. When is the deadline for... That's, I thought it was, it was the 20th. Uh-uh. It's usually two weeks not before the election. Hold on. If you're not sure and you are outside of the state of Pennsylvania and you want to or intended to send in your absentee ballot, your butt should be on a website typing in on the internet, absentee balloting Pennsylvania. It I just will looked give at you it today. I thought it was October the 30th. It, no, because the election is November the 6th. Right. Because they have to get it out and you have to fill it out. So I, I, I sent it out earlier because I sent it to... I just clicked on a site on my smartphone that says, Pens- Ooh, I can't read this. Where are my glasses at? This like teeny tiny. Oh, that is tiny. Mm-hmm. It says, hold on. It's Pennsylvania Absentee Ballot Guide. The voter registration form must be received on or before October 9th, 2012. 
the absentee ballots must be mailed in or postmarked. And, oh, no, excuse me. Mailed in and received by, she's right, 5 p.m. on November 30th, 2012. October, October, October 30th. I'm sorry. What did I say? Uh, November. October 30th, 2012. <laughs> I say it again and I can't talk. Absentee ballot applications must be received by 5 p.m. October 30th, 2012. If you're voting by, by, if you're applying to get an absentee ballot, they have to get the application by October 30th, 5 p.m. If you're then going to vote by absentee ballot, your absentee ballot must be returned, the actual ballot where you cast your vote, by November 2nd, 2012 at 5 p.m. I'll say it again and I'll keep saying it. If you plan on voting absentee ballot, by the way, Black, what's an absentee ballot? What's that about? Well, I was going to ask you guys what it was, but since listening a little bit, I'll just take a stab at it. I guess if you're out of the state for whatever reason, but you're from the state and would like to vote in the state, you can send the absentee ballot from wherever you are. Very good. That's fa- That's fantastic. So November 6th, most of the time it's military folks or kids in college. Or somebody say went home to Florida, but mom's really ill and they can't come back and they want to cast their vote. Right, right. By the by, uh, people, folks, understand Pennsylvania is an important swing state. Mm-hmm. If you are from this state and you're not going to be here November 6th, you got till October 30th, 2012 to ask for get your ba- absentee ballot application and mail it back in. So I would suggest about- that you go now to apply for your absentee ballot application Make phone calls, send it in, go on the internet, and it looks like from what I saw the website that you can actually apply online for the absentee ballot right, right. So application. Some folks were knocking on doors on Saturday, mm-hmm. making sure everybody in the house was registered to vote. Um, our daughter is in. I'm sorry, one second, baby. Virginia, sure. On their absentee ballot, the website that I'm on is www.longdistance, and it covers each state. I'm I on the Pennsylvania on absentee www. ballot. You vote P- vote PA, and okay. you get the same thing: right, voting by absentee, absentee ballot. I have the applications. Right, and, and, that, and that's what I. And they oh, gave awesome! How do they get to your office? What's uh, your office at? Two forty three West uh, Shelton Avenue. Okay. Because we have them in there, and you, what you do is you mostly get requests from seniors, right, that are going to vote by absentee because they can't get out to the polling site, or they may have a doctor's appointment. So, are you suggesting that you don't have to be absent from the state to cast an absentee ballot? Wow. But as long as you cannot make it, <laughs> you have to have ballot proof, and a lot of your seniors may have a doctor's appointment or a chronic illness. And they vote by absentee because they can't make it to the polling. So I was watching CNN today, and they had, well, today or yesterday, (coughs) and they were saying they were saying that they the both sides are encouraging people to vote by absentee ballot. And they were talking about all the thousands or hundred thousands of people that have already voted and. We really want you to vote absentee ballot to make sure it Do gets you in there. A well, lot I th- of times they're not counted until after election. The absentee ballots, like you go vote by machine, right? Once they get those ballots back, that doesn't mean that they're going to count them election night. 
they might be counted a day or two after the election. Because they're going to presume they're not going to have that big of an impact right. on it. On and and not wow. all the and not all the states have the same absentee mm. ballot rules. Some states require that you be physically absent from that state mm. or commonwealth That's before all I've been hearing on you the news. can I mean, cast. I've, I've had K- KYW. Mm-hmm. I've, between KYW and CNN, I've had both of those on. Even mm-hmm. the local news this morning was saying mm-hmm. if you can go vote, Get out there and vote. There were PSAs. Mm-hmm. Get, vote out the name. We really want everyone to vote. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Steve Harvey the other day, and they were saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Get your well, absentee ballot. Steve Harvey is the same show that puts up the, the, the used to be Judge Greg Mathis, who most of the time his legal advice don't make no sense. That's probably why he wasn't a lawyer for very long. So, <laughs> Steve Harvey, we love you. Make sure y'all put the information out right. there correctly. Judge Mathis, get it together, will you? He was on this morning on Steve Harvey's show. Ask Renee. I was cussing him out from the living room. He's giving advice to some woman, and I can't even remember what it was about. But it was obvious to a trained lawyer's ear that you were talking in circles, spit, mm-hmm. dancing around the issue, and not helping her out. Mm-hmm. And Steve Harvey, being the comedian and the ass that he is, mm-hmm. just turned it into just a really big, funny issue, and, and you had no choice but to laugh. Mm-hmm. But see, it annoyed me a little bit. Because what, each state has different voter laws. I am I am looking at the absentee ballot rules for Pennsylvania. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, what I'm about to say, applies only to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're eligible to vote by absentee ballot. You are if the following. You're in military service. You're a spouse or a dependent residing with a person in the military. You're a member of the Merchant Marines. You're a member of a religious or welfare group attached and serving with the armed forces. Because of your duties as an elector, your occupation or your business, going to college in another county or state, leave of absence for teaching vacations and sabbatical leaves. If you're a qualified war veteran and you're bedridden or hospitalized, if you're a person because of illness or physical disability, you can't go to the poll. If you're a spouse or a dependent accompanying somebody employed by the government, state or federal, and you're out of the state, or you're at work and you can't leave work to go work. You're a county employee who expects that your election day duties will keep you out of going to your voting place during their hours of operation. Or you're someone who will not attend a polling place on election day because of the observance of a religious holiday. Mm-hmm. If you fall into any of those categories, surprise, surprise, Pennsylvania, you do not have to be physically absent to vote by way of absentee ballot. So my question to you, Representative Youngblood, how would this voting ID law impact vote? It can't impact absentee ballots, right? Because you can't ask the absentee ballot for ID. So then why wasn't the other push for those of us against this law to sort of educate folk on the absentee ballot? Because we know the danger of them not being counted. And that, and a lot of times there have been a lot of fraudulent absentee ballots and people have won elections. Like since they cast them, a cup, you know, they don't count them until a day ago. And if somebody's close, then all of a sudden you might see a truckload of absentee ballots. Kind of like what happened in Florida when they yeah. found 1,000 absentee ballots mm-hmm. hidden in that church and uh, mm-hmm. President Bush won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wink, wink. And our, mm-hmm. and our United and States Supreme Court suspended the voting. Counting? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And absentee ballots can, can change a close election. So I would suggest if you're somebody in, say, for example, you're from Philadelphia County and you're going to school at Chester University mm-hmm. and you're not so sure of the hours of your polling place, 
So to be sure your vote counts, you want to um, send in an absentee ballot. Mm -hmm. I would think about that, knowing what we know about the dangers of the misuse, fraud, and abuse that comes with the absentee ballot. Perhaps, a college student, you can have your doctor write you a note, have your mama write you a note to your professor and say, yo, I'm going to be a few hours late, I need to go vote. And I don't imagine any, any educated person not giving you some manner of leeway, some work to make up or something in order for you to be present and vote. I'm going to say I've not been, nor, nor probably will I ever be, a fan of the absentee ballot. I'm not. For the very reasons that Republican, um, that um, Representative, oh my God, I called you Republican, I'm going to blow up and... <laughs> <laughs> that Representative Youngblood said, and that is the potential for the um, fraud. And I'm not so sure that these voting machines can't be messed with either, but it's probably going to be a lot tougher. And from what I hear now, the newer voting machines mm-hmm. have... Uh, some memories and stuff on it that can be checked to determine if they've been tinkered with or changed at any point. And ladies and gentlemen, if you go to the Pennsylvania's, um, I think it's the Office of Elections or something like that, each year they put a little information up about the actual voting machines that you'll mm-hmm. be using. You so if you're, if you're a first-time voter, we're going to ask Representative Youngblood to give us some information about the voting machines for this election. And if our producer, if we if we beg her hard enough, maybe she'll be able to put up a sample of it either on my it's website, DebraRennieLaw.com, or the Podomatic page. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to take a look at how it works and how to mm-hmm. use it when you go to the election. And, and where can I find this now online? I can post no, it on Facebook now. No, you find the sample. I'd have to bring you one. Oh, okay. You know the big pink sheet that right, you right, see right, outside? Right, right, right. That's basically a sample to show you what the ballot is right, going to look okay. and how the lineup is going to be on the right, machine okay. itself. But what you can do, like the Saturday and Sunday before election, the city commissioners will still have people coming in that were supposed to be trained on the election board. Right. You can go in there as John Doe, and they can, you know, walk you through the machine. Oh, that's cool. And where do they usually do that in Philadelphia County? Any idea? Um, they changed. Yeah. It used to be a Cardinal Doctor. I think it's a, still at South Philly Southern on Sundays. Um, I'm not certain on Fridays where they're doing it. And as we get information available to us, we'll make sure it gets put up on our Twitter page, our Facebook page, and on my website. But even if, I forgot what my name was, John Public earlier, I don't know what I said. I called you Joanna Public Nosy. (laughs) Even if I don't get to go to that demonstration. Damn, that was a fake laugh, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a fake laugh. I don't get to go to that demonstration. When I show up at the polls, I can ask someone to help me or show me how to you use the machine. Get and 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 one you of the things they can't. Well, they, They're not the only person that would be able to help you is probably the judge of elections, but she can't really assist you. That's why you take time and look at the pink sheet and the ballot that may be given to you, or even the day before, you can take time and decide on how you want to vote. But nobody is supposed to go back there. Oh, with no, no. You. I don't mean choosing people. I just mean operating the machine. And most of the machines yeah. now that are, are so okay. user friendly. But, but I'm saying if someone shows up and says, you know, what's my first time. Then the vote person in. The, yeah, because yeah. there might be some ringers at your voting place to say, oh, let me help you and just push all the right. buttons for this you. This is a federal That was election. the next thing I wanted to say. If you're in the in your polling place, ladies and gentlemen. As you're approaching or you're in the go vote, if anybody comes in there for whatever reason, you need to be aware, be alert, and tell somebody. It is illegal 
against the law, state and federal, for someone to come in there and interfere in any way with your actual voting. When you go in that machine and close that little that little cover or whatever that thing is, and you get to pushing little buttons, if someone comes in there in any way to interfere, you need to tell somebody because that's illegal, and they can do federal time. We're not taking. We're not talking state. That is a federal crime. Where we vote, and I'm not going to say where because I don't want to put nobody on blast, what they do is they hand you out a ballot. They'll hand you out a simple ballot with the names of all the Democrats that you should be voting for and in the order that it appears on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to that. And oftentimes they'll have a bigger sample of the ballot Mm -hmm. on the wall of your polling place. So pay attention to that. Or if you have questions before you step into that voting machine, make sure your questions are asked while you're outside. When you go up to your polling place, there'll be some people sitting at a table with a voter's roll, the book open. They're supposed to take your card, whatever you provide, to tell them who you are, look you up in the book, Mm -hmm. match your signature on that with the signature from the last time you voted, have you signed? That's the time to ask questions about mm-hmm. how the machine works, what should I be looking for, those sorts of things. But even then, the line is blurry with respect to how much help they can give right. you. So if you have questions about that, reach out to us, for the people law, yeah. uh, at com. Hit us up on Facebook. And Representative, I think you have a Facebook page as well, right? right. PA State Rep Rosita Youngblood, or is it spelled out? She has no idea. Okay, we'll find it for her. <laughs> I have a Facebook uh, page for my campaign and, and for the uh, house, but I don't get a chance to look at if it. If you put her name in the search on Facebook page, it'll pop up. Mm-hmm. But if you have questions, what I'll be trying to do between now and the election, as I learn things, I'll put it on the For the People um, Facebook page as well as the mm-hmm. Twitter page. And that will allow people to read the information as it comes through. If any lawyers are out there listening or any eggheads that want to read the supplemental determinations um, made by Judge um, Simpson, you can. And what I have also is the supplemental determinations on application for the preliminary injunctions that they initially applied for. I wanted to read it. I didn't get a chance to, but I have no court tomorrow, so I have a chance to. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know... If y'all get it, but this is really, really important, please be aware. For November 6th, you are not required to show this picture ID with the expiration date. But beyond November 6th, you will be the next time you try to vote. So if you have not gotten your picture state issued ID with with, uh, expiration date, don't sweat it for November 6th. The moment you cast that ballot for President Obama, Go on back out there and try to get your idea. Yeah, I'm oh, trying to do right. some sublimal, <laughs> some subliminal um, suggestions. Did that work? Vote yeah. for Obama. <laughs> Vote for Obama. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions, any concerns as it relates to the Pennsylvania voter ID law, hit us up at. And see, I don't know who he's going to have at his hearings. And he's got to hold two hearings in December, Judge mm. Simpson. So mm. I don't know. And they'll give us time to get mm. some legislation together to see if we can overturn it. Okay. Good luck with that. I don't think it's going to happen. 215-609-430-RUN. Hit us up on a text line, 215-435-4099. Oh, my God. Email for the people at DebraRainLaw.com. Some little tidbits that you may not have known. In 1776, what important document was passed then? And if anybody in the studio don't get this right, I'm going to smack the, the crap out of all y'all. 1776. What document was written? But in addition, did you know that white men with property 
were the only ones that had the right to vote. Yes. Wow. And but what's interesting is I'm looking at the Voting Rights Act timeline by the ACLU and the US Voting Rights Timeline prepared by the Northern California Citizenship Project. The difference is, is, is what they wrote on the seventeen seventy six. Both wrote Declaration of Independence signed. The right to vote during the colonial and revolutionary periods is restricted to property owners mm-hmm. is what finds its way on the Northern California Citizenship Project. But the ACLU said, we're going to call a spade a spade. Only white men who had property mm-hmm. could vote. Mm-hmm. And that was in 1776. Mm-hmm. The next time voting was discussed, and this is really, really, wow, it's really, really crazy, was in 1869, y'all. Let's count it. From 1776, excuse me, to 1869, wow. the that next time voting so was, addressed, was, was addressed was when the 15th Amendment was passed. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then the next time um, the voting issue was dealt with on the ACLU's website, or strike that, their timeline, was in 1922, was it? No, strike that. August 26, 1920. The 19th Amendment was adopted by Congress, and it gave the right to vote notwithstanding your gender. So you couldn't discriminate based on gender. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't know, and I don't know if you knew this, um, Representative Youngblood, there were some laws in there that said, and our Supreme Court said, Native Americans weren't Americans for Mm -hmm. purpose of protection under the United States Constitution. Mm -hmm. What the heck? I mean, obviously, I knew that practically because of the way we treated them Mm -hmm. and pushed them off on reservations and the like. I did not know that there was a case that established the ignorance of our Supreme Court back then. Wow. 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 People have filed a lot of cases. Because wow. have been stripped and still are stripped. You don't have nobody else living on reservations but First Nation people mm. and animals. Mm-mm-mm. So it shows you. And so what, what is the thing that, um, what's the person they have on the reservation? The, supposed to, what are they the tribal. Um, no, not the tribal leaders and the tribal councils. The, the federal government sends. Mm-hmm. A snitch? I don't know. No. <laughs> who was supposed to uh, protect the First Nation people? The Marshals? No. Were they called? I don't know. Um, if y'all always, know, give us a help because we're flailing here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was always someone named, I can't think of the name of it. You remember the name? She 26. She don't know. Oh, but. oh man. That <laughs> no, ain't got nothing serious. to do with it. I could have known the name. They always had somebody name. there to... That they obeyed the laws of the United States. Well, they they had. Well, I know they had every every reservation has or had at one point a United States marshals whose job was to enforce the laws. Mm -hmm. But that marshal worked in tandem with the tribal police. Right. But there was always battles between Mm -hmm. the two. But I don't think that's what you're speaking Mm -hmm. about, though. Hmm. So and, and another interesting piece on this timeline that really pissed me off was in 1923. United States Supreme Court ruled that Indians from India weren't eligible for citizenship because they didn't qualify as as white under the naturalization laws of the country. I mean, it's really, really depressing and and it's enough to enrage you if you take the time to go back and look at all the legislative efforts and legal Mm -hmm. victories that acted to and continue to to 2012 disenfranchise one minority or another mm-hmm. and every time and, and looking at this timeline the more i think about governor um, mitt romney's 
47% comments, it just enrages me. It really, really does. And it makes me, makes me sad that in 2012, at times, it feels like we're going backwards. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, to keep us from going backwards, please make sure you're aware and you're prepared and you know as it relates to the, the, the Act 18, the Pennsylvania Voter ID Law, mm-hmm. for the purposes of the November 6th election, ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to show picture ID. I'm going to say that again. You do not have to show picture ID. If you are, if you are going to the polling place and you're used to your folks asking you for ID anyway and you usually have it, it's not a big deal. Right. But if you're being told that you cannot vote because you don't have ID, with an expiration date, they are wrong, and you need to insist that you have a right to vote. And I would suggest that you call 911 because that's a crime. They may not think it's a crime. I'm telling you that no one can interfere with your right to vote, and Act 18 in Pennsylvania has not yet been passed into law. So right now, for November 6th, the purposes of that election, ladies and gentlemen, do not let anyone dissuade, discourage, or kick scare you into not exercising your right to vote. And the um, police won't come out. This is a federal election, so you can call the federal marshal. And they're not going to come either. Well, they may not but come, if but you, you call the police, 911 may at least give you the number to call because I'm sure. Okay. So what I'm we're going to do, we're going to make sure we have the number to the local marshals available so that if anybody wants it, we can, I'll put it out on the Facebook page and I'll make sure that there's comments on the Podomatic page. And by the by, Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to For the People, Law and Plain Language on www.gtownradio.com. G-Town, no what? Sound from German town. All right, we're going to turn to our um, learned learned, um, presence in the studio, Representative Youngblood. You have five minutes. What do you want to tell your constituents to make sure that they're not afraid to exercise their right to vote on November 6, 2012? It's crucial that everyone comes <coughs> out to vote for Barack Obama and also me. Um, because what will happen, you will see a change in the federal funding coming into Pennsylvania. You will see even see a change in the Supreme Court because I think somebody's getting ready to come off the federal Supreme Court. You definitely don't want Mitt Romney to appoint Lord or nominate anybody mm, to mm, the mm. U.S. Supreme Court. Because mm, if mm, you mm. think you got it bad now with Clarence Thomas and some of the other idiots, it'll be worse. And the funding for schools because he has no You're, you're up for re-election? Vote, Rosita C. Youngblood. You ain't tell me that. I would have been pushing no, you the whole her. night. I have competition. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she got that's that. easy. You go into that polling place. You see R C W R C Y. Boop. Push that button. That's I'm sorry. Keep going. Your five minutes ain't up yet. Uh, no, but I think it's important, and especially funding for childcare, because I don't think he has an idea how the other 47 percent actually live, because he's always been in an affluent community, came from wealth. And don't understand. And if you think you're going to get new jobs under him, you're not. Because he sends them all to China. China. And, yeah. and, and make sure that you folks out there who might be on the fence with respect to Barack 
or meant because oftentimes you hear especially educated folks who call themselves quasi liberals or liberals they say they're sick and tired of hearing minorities or economically challenged or or social economic folks down the ladder Mm -hmm. whining about what should be handed to them why the state should give them this should give them that let me say this to you folks out there especially those of you who found yourselves unemployed for the past two years Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for your ability to get unemployment compensation, food stamps, Medicare, welfare, and if you haven't taken advantage of any of those things and you're unemployed and your pride is getting in the way, you can't eat pride. You can't feed your kids pride and you can't pay your bills with pride. So unless and until you find yourself in that short-term situation Mm -hmm. where you might need that handout from the state, don't throw stones. Right. And none of us are saying that the state owes us anything. What we're saying is what we've always said. We just want the playing fields to be fair and even. I want the right to be able to do what Governor Romney did. Joke about somebody and bet them $10,000 like it was $5. I want to be able to say I have money off in the Cayman Islands somewhere like Mr. Romney seems to do all the time and not stress and worry about someone coming to knock down my door because I didn't knock off a bank. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So any of you out there who are not sure, if you're on the fence and you're not sure whether you're going to vote for Mitt Romney, if you're not sure whether you're going to vote for Barack Obama, look past all the drama from the the debates. Look past all the political nonsense. Go to their websites. Get a feel for where they are. Listen, if you want the rich to stay rich and the poor not to get a damn thing, it's easy. Vote for Mitt Romney. Right. If you want the playing fields to be level, you want everyone to be given a fair shake. If you think it's cool to offer people who work in the public sector money off their student loans, vote for Obama. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah. calling for the people right. law and playing language. This is Deb Rainey. Who this? Hello. Kala, call you there? Kala, call are you there? I think it clicked off. All right, caller, if you if you can call back, we appreciate it. I'm not trying to tell anybody who to vote for, and I'm not trying to influence your vote. I'm trying to keep it real, and if you've listened to our show any point, anytime, you know we keep it real on this show. I have nothing against people that are wealthy. I have nothing against folks that want to be wealthy. I do have something against people who want to keep the wealthy wealthy and the rest of us to stay where we are and not get that that ability to get up there with them. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to make sure you folks out there have no questions and you understand the changes, the updates, if any, to the November 6th election with respect to the PA voter ID. Remember, at the polling place here, they cannot ask you for ID and turn you away if you don't have it. They cannot ask you for ID and turn you away if you don't have it. Part one, they can ask you for ID, but they cannot turn you away if you don't have your ID. And Tom's also remember what happened to Al Gore with George Bush. Now, he won the popular vote but lost the electoral vote, and it was because of Florida. Thank you for calling. Okay, caller, if you plan on the phone, I'm going to find you and smack okay, you. Okay, caller, so you have to turn down your... When you call the show, turn down the speakers on your computer. Don't try to hear yourself on your computer or your smartphone. You have to talk to us through the radio, or strike that, through the phone, and listen to the tape version. And the reason why there's going to be a delay from when you talk to me through your phone and I talk to you if you're listening to your radio, your computer, or your smartphone. Talk to us through the telephone. 
will tell you where to go to find the recorded version if you if you want to hear yourself on the radio. Keep up and pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. We're still doing our theme song competition for For the People Law and Playing Language. For more details, if you're in from in- interested in preparing a little something for us to consider for our theme song, email us, for the people at DebraRainLaw.com. Every Wednesday night from 3 to 5, the Serena Soul Brown Show is coming on. October is Domestic, Aware- Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If you know someone who's a batterer, shoot them. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Reach out. Get that person help. They can get help at www.minergy.org. If you find yourself in a situation involving um, abuse, be it physical, uh, emotional, financial, www.womenagainstabuse.org. Renee will be the featured speaker, our producer, on Saturday, October 20-something. What day is Saturday? 7th. 27th at the annual Domestic Violence Walk. She'll be the keynote speaker. Okay. She'll be telling a little bit about her story. And after that, we'll be doing a walk to prevent domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Please come down to the Art Museum area on October 7th, well, 27th. Register. The registration fee, is f- it's only $5. The entirety of the $5 goes to support the domestic, all of us being contributed to the domestic violence. And if you want to come down for the walk and you don't have the $5, shoot us an email for the people at com. The first 15 people, I will pay your $5 entry fee. You come on down to the walk, help us eradicate domestic violence. Um, the song you heard during the blank break was Roy Ayers. We don't want no copyright infringements around here. Roy Ayers, what's the name of the song? Something Away. What? Running Away. Running Away, there, that's it. Yeah. Running Away, Roy Ayers. So, just in case you knew, we try to give props where props are due. Um, Representative Youngblood, as usual, it's always a blessing and a pleasure to have you here in the studio with us. If more politicians were like you, most of us would really pay attention and care about what politicians do. Please remember, ladies and gentlemen, this election is one of the most important elections we've had in a long time. Please get out and vote. If you're not sure or you haven't voted for a long, long time and you want to get out again and vote for um, your favorite candidate and you don't know, have one of your grandbabies, your neighbors, somebody go online, type in the information and get what you need. It's really simple, ladies and gentlemen. Mitt Romney, if you got money and don't want nobody else to have money. Barack Obama, if you want the opportunity to get up to where Mitt Romney is and have the money, go to school, get the student loans, mm-hmm. have Social Security remain in effect when we all get to be Social Security age, then you vote for Obama. Right. Mitt, the rich mm-hmm. get richer, the poor get nothing. President Obama is going to bring all of us up at a slow pace and bring our country back into the greatness we used to have. And, and it's I, simple. And I think that it's important for folks to talk to people in your community in your workplace, at the grocery store, and make sure that they understand what the voter ID mm-hmm. current status is. Because I'm sure there's a lot of misinformation out there. A there lot is. of misinformation. And when you see those, those um, advertisements that go by have ID, they are not completely wrong. That ID is not applicable yet until after the November 6th election. So don't put it in your mind that it's wrong. It's just not completely right. All right? For November 6th, you don't have to have that picture ID yet. After that November 6th election, you will. It's confusing. You have questions, 215-609-4301. Even when the show's over, you want to call the studio and leave a message for us, 
Call our um, text message line at 215-435-BLACK. I don't remember the last four. four. And if go. they call the studio and leave a voicemail, we will get that voicemail. And we will. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Get out. Exercise your right to vote. Don't make us go back to the Jim Crow era when we can't answer all them damn questions because you know if Mitt Romney getting in office, we're going to be in trouble. Um, as usual, this time on every show, our in-house poetess hooks us up with her oratory brilliance. Black, take it away. Little something, little something. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Mama Black said um, she heard them filthy words and she on her way with the soap. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to make sure I put that out there. What filthy words, Mama Black? I said shit and damn. All right, all right. Everyone screams about those chains that keep us linked to lower class and poverty. Everyone yells about the violent, unbalanced inequality of society. Everyone knows the exact approach to make this country break through. So when the time comes, and it has come, exactly, what will you do? Everyone chastises the government for its twisted-ass governing and the way it handles our lives. Everyone suffers pain and suffering, slanted days and broken nights. Everyone forgets the fight it took for us to gain our civil rights. Well, it's time to fight again. It's either vote or die. <laughs> you, saw that, you say that you've grown weary. You're tired of this hurt. You say that the American dream is more like a dream deferred. In this day, we have a choice. It's our responsibility to choose. So when the time comes, and it has come, what exactly will you do? Right now, we're digging. Digging ourselves out of oppression. Digging like we dug through underground rails with hound dogs on our trails. Like we dug through streets of Alabama demanding our respect. Like we marched through 125th led by Malcolm X. Digging and winning, but most importantly, staying in the race. Digging and winning like we did in 08. I need us to remember. I don't need us to try. I need us to do it. It's either vote or die. Wow, Black, that was awesome. You just wrote that one, too, in the car on the way here, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She got skill like that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, November 6th, get out and vote. Good night, folks. For real. Vote it down, Obama. What's up, what's up? This Black the Broke Poet. Check me out every Tuesday night. 8 p.m. sharp for the people. Law and plain language. You know how we do. Yeah. The information presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers, is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue. We the people says the Constitution, created for creating solutions. However, we the people lack the understanding. Legal terms and conditions sound written on another planet. Our rights we take for granted, often signing away our chances, because we don't really know the circumstances. I swear I can't stand it. 
then we're so demanding quick to throw up a picket sign in the streets to exercise our freedom of speech when this situation could have been avoided from the start if we the people conquer basic knowledge of the law so this is for the people law in plain language breaking it down for us in layman terms they have expressing her compassion and will for us to learn not for a check but to address how to win in these streets this show is for you this show is for me it's for the people